You ready? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Am I ever? <laughs> Good, fair point. <laughs> Welcome to the Westminster FX Doxology Podcast. We explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in light of Sola Scriptura and Toto Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, president of Westminster FX. You can go to westminstereffects.com and buy stuff for your guitar. You can join the discussion in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. You can support the show at anchor.fm. Even a dollar a month helps, and it helps us improve this thing that you're listening to right now. Also, make sure you subscribe, comment, Facebook and Instagram, all that kind of good stuff. As you do. So on and so forth. Uh, We do not have the right reverend bradley cox from resurrection church in greer south carolina but as you just heard we also do have i don't even know what i'm doing at this intro are you go ahead i mean be honest with me i just had a stroke is all don't worry about it are you okay yes good blink blink twice if you're being held hostage Hmm. (laughs) well hey everybody john ross here westminster effects artist augs (laughs) <laughs> we are both not goodness much, gracious much much like the old my chemical romance song i'm not okay right i'm gonna start my part <laughs> over hey everybody john ross here westminster effects artist augsburgian christian temporary full-time worship leader at christ lincoln in lincoln nebraska from lincoln nebraska it's me so temporary full-time huh yeah so uh it's, uh, I mean, my, my role has kind of developed uh, into more of an MD uh, thing recently. I'm taking uh, kind of the more, uh, we'll call it instrumental administration tasks of the band. Um, anything from, uh, you know, multi-tracks uh, production to arrangement notes, uh, running rehearsals, uh, you know, kind of via talkback mic, uh, calling, uh, calling audibles during the service if necessary, that sort of thing. Um, whereas, uh, Josiah, my partner at the church, uh, has, uh, um, done the primary, uh, kind of worship leader gig, you know, the front man slot, mm-hmm. um, his wife is, uh, should be having a baby any day now. And so, um, this week was supposed to be our clean cut, uh, for October 3rd, um, because we wanted to clean cut and not like, uh, oh, Hey, last minute, John, you're up. Uh, but that's exactly what happened on Thursday uh, because one of our drummers decided not to show. Uh, Yippee! Yeah. Uh, and not only decided not to show, but decided to cancel after rehearsal had started uh, and we were waiting for him. So Josiah uh, apparently taught himself, I mean, he's 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 played drums for us before, but uh, taught himself how to play drums using rock band, you know, the, the PlayStation. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, and he's actually pretty gosh darn good at it, um, and so he switched back there, and and I kind of spur the moment took uh, um, my uh, my you know, rhythm guitar parts and brought them up to the front and shoved a mic in front of me, and we made hay. 
but yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good it was a good uh, good set list. Um, oh shoot, what did we do this past week? We did uh, oh, old praise him by Crowder, you know, old one, it was like David Crowder band era Crowder. Uh. Uh, we didn't do the La La's though, because I mean it's not Christmas. I mean the Fa La La's are Christmas time. Um, <laughs> and we did uh, every beat by North Point. Uh, Oh, this was cool. We did a new song. I, uh, Cody, I told you about this the other day. We did a new song by We Are Messengers called Come What May. Our current sermon series is uh, Psalm 23, uh, walking through uh, the sections of that over a three-week period. And the bridge of Come What May is really the first two verses, of, or the first two, uh, yeah, the first two verses of uh, Psalm 23. And uh, Josiah, also being the church's communications coordinator, posted, you know, did one of those Sunday set list posts. Um, he usually does, and he tags the musicians in it. And uh, he uh, apparently tagged We Are Messengers. And, and uh, lo and behold, uh, We Are Messengers from the approved account, or, you know, the uh, the official, you know, blue checkmark account, replied back to the, the church post and be like, so glad you're including that song in your worship set. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and yeah, it went, uh, it went well. And then, uh, then we closed things out with better than life by Phil Wickham. Uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a good set list doing who you say I am next week as I mm, smack my microphone. It is a good one. Um, and then there's, uh, um, also turn it up by planet shakers. Um, it's fluffy, but it's fun. It's fair enough. It's, it is fluffy. But so, so speaking of, before we get into our main topic, speaking yeah. of, of uh, Sunday set lists and stuff, we did uh, Echo Holy by Red Rocks worship. Oh, okay. And that was the first time, like Steven's done it, uh, just him and his wife with acoustic and such sure. before. This is our first time doing it as a full band. So this is the first time that I've uh, had to learn the parts, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just get things stuck in your head. You play them so much, you know, right. play it twice at rehearsal. Well, we actually didn't have rehearsal, but, you know, learning it, uh, playing it several times at home, playing it twice uh, before church Sunday, and then playing it twice because we had two services. So that's a bunch of playing this song. And it is a catchy song. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, you know, it's not upbeat, but it's catchy. Mm-hmm. And so there's that line of, a million angels fall face down on the floor forever, forever. Uh, echo holy is the Lord, whatever mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I keep hearing that line with the wrong lyrics instead of a million angels fall face down on the floor. I keep hearing a million angels fall passed out on the floor. <laughs> and then I have, and then I have visions of like Gabriel, with a with an empty twelve pack of Bud Light next to him, <laughs> this song know. is ruined for me. And it's all my fault. Like a, like a forty of Mickey's sort of sort of fella. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, like it's a it's a cool lyric. Reminds me of uh, um, oh the hymn. Um, let angels prostrate fall bring forth the royal oh yeah yeah i already know where you're going with this yeah um it's the angels prostrate fall not angels prostate fall no uh i i don't believe angels have a prostate (laughs) and if they do i'm sure they're in great shape yes you know like 
Anyway, that's as far as we're going with that. One. That's enough butt stuff for uh, for one episode. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this uh, this explicit tag, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, main topic. Let's just hard cut that before uh, before we. <laughs> The great thing is that's going to be under, under, you know, like underscored by like that fun little catchy acoustic music that I play, you know, during it. But we train, but of course you don't know because you don't listen to this. Because I don't listen, of course. Uh, (laughs) But uh, don't worry, Uh, that would be a moderately graceful transition. Right. So. A funny story happened this weekend, and I will exclude names of certain individuals uh, (laughs) because it's just such a it's it's a hilarious story, honestly. But um, I have been through Westminster Effects co-sponsoring some local shows with my friends at Lyman Guitar, and we were scheduled to have one uh, this Saturday and my band was going to play along with two other bands. So three total acts. Uh, my band had to drop off. It's just some unforeseen, uncontrollable nonsense. All right, cool. And I was going to, you know, wing slash BS a solo acoustic cover set, do some sing-along type stuff. Instead, uh, of, in, instead of igniting the sky, you were going to you know, yes. slightly warm up a pocket of air. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, and open it, you know, so it'd be the acoustic guy, you know, with some sing along emo stuff from the mid two thousands and then go into when I was a young boy. Anyway. (laughs) And, uh, so, but then Saturday, uh, another of the bands, you know, messaged and was like, we're really sorry. You know, we have to drop off as more unforeseen, uncontrollable stuff. Right, right. Uh, they had no control over it. So, all right, cool. And then, so I messaged the third band, you know, hey, we, we got to cancel this. You know, we're, we're, it's basically going to be me with this other band. And, and again, leaving them nameless. So, <laughs> so no feelings get hurt, right? Well, their feelings are already hurt, but we'll get there. Um, and they're not going to listen to this anyway. So whatever. And so... <sighs> I'm texting with a couple of the people from Lyman guitar mm-hmm. and they are, uh, they're, they're understanding. Yeah. Like that's fine. You know, whatever, but they're here already. And this was at three 30 for a seven o'clock show. This third band had gotten there at one 30 in the afternoon. So, oh man. so one, what are y'all doing? Like, do you <laughs> not have anything to do? But they were complaining that it was disrespectful to cancel and it was their first show and has to happen. And they're like, well, it's at our venue and, you know, we have food to sell and such. So if you can get people here and you can fill out the bill, then okay, fine. And okay. So they're kind of being obnoxious and whatever. And I'm getting play by play from some of the Lyman guitar people the whole time. And eventually it comes time to sound check. And it did not go well. The drummer couldn't <laughs> stay on beat. Uh, they were asked, how many vocal mics do you want? And there was only two of them. And they didn't know how many vocal mics they wanted. There's only two options. It's one or two. So 
Uh, well, it, it, except as the story continues, we may find out that the option was actually actually zero. could have been zero, uh, and they were going to run backing tracks, which that's not a big deal. Uh, like John, y'all still run Ableton, right? With some with some tracks, absolutely. I mean, highly highly mixed and produced and automated. I mean, but yes, right. So you you run some tracks. Uh, my band runs some tracks because we don't have a synth guy anymore. Mm-hmm. We used to have a keys player, and so we run our keys parts and through track uh and it's synced up with a click and all that kind of stuff uh but these guys were not going to do that they were just going to use a phone which wasn't on airplane mode (laughs) i didn't hear that part yeah yeah uh and just play their stuff that was on youtube the fully recorded including vocals and drums stuff from youtube and there was only two of them on vocals and drums everything else was heavy synth based which that's fine i don't care what your genre is but maybe don't include things on your tracks that are going to be handled live and so eventually through all of this to get to the big point uh one of the lyman guitar owners who is not he his, his native language is not english so he's very blunt he speaks dic- dictionary English. He spe- he does it well, uh, but when English is your second language or anything is your second language, you tend to speak more literally, more bluntly because right. you don't have the idioms mastered. Yeah, and so he uh, he said no. He's like you're not ready. You're not ready to play a show. He's like you're below standard. You know, I can't have my name on this performance and they're pushing back and, you know, various and sundry obscenities were hurled. And eventually he just kind of snapped and said, I'm sorry, karaoke is better. (laughs) 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 And so there were there were some social media posts made uh, by the the offended party, if you will, Uh, you know, Mm. which uh, in in this day and age you, you expect. But. <clears throat> the point being, uh, sometimes you need to be told you're not good as a musician right. or or right. as a teacher or as a speaker or as a podcast host. And God knows we've had plenty of people tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, never mind. I'm not going to go there. But um and let's be frank, it's mostly your friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, who just don't like me in the first place. Uh, right. But, but the point is, like, that that guy from Lyman had actually told me that we didn't, that we had some issues when we did a full volume practice before we actually played a show there. Oh, and sure. I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I knew, uh, one, I knew it came from a good place. Yeah. Uh, so that helped. But two, like, yeah, I know. I heard it. I was there. <laughs> we were awful. <laughs> That's why we practiced. Uh, but I think, I think it just goes to I can just hear the exchange. Now you guys suck. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a bad night. I know I was here for it. It's just like with the podcast. Now I don't listen to it. I was there. <laughs> uh, I have already experienced this, but like we have such thin skin right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. Everything, but particularly musicians. Mm, If you're told this music you made isn't very good, you can do better. Sure. We we lose it and we take it as a personal attack when it's not that all we're saying 
all is being said is this particular thing that you created wasn't good. Right. No, I, uh, you know, I can, I can definitely, uh, relate. Thankfully, not, not really necessarily personally. Um, you know, don't really know where to, to start my thoughts on this. Um, but, uh, you know that's something that that you know we've noticed plenty of times at uh, at, at church as well is is when it comes time for I mean critical const- albeit constructive but critical feedback right. right you know whether it be something as uh, an innocuous as hey three part harmony doesn't work here yeah. right it doesn't it doesn't work for this style of song not that you were off interval. Or you were off rhythm, but it doesn't work for this song. Something as simple as that to, hey, you're really struggling to hit those high notes. Is there something that we can work on? You know, like it, it's it's always done, like you said, it coming from a good place with right. the desire to to work together and help improve. But you know, I think it's there also there also has to be a line where you're not ready is a good answer, right? Right. And, you know, we've had, and, and that, I mean, don't get us wrong. That's a hard thing to say, right? Yeah. You know, as, as I was talking about earlier, I mean, not being ready can come in the form of musicianship, but it can also come in the form of, uh, of, uh, logistics, right? If you yeah. can't, you know, if you can't show up to rehearsal, you're not ready. You know, if you mm-hmm. can't, uh, you know, if you can't put yourself aside for a minute and realize that this part just needs, eighth note chugging power chords and literally nothing else. Yep. You're not ready. Yep. Right. Uh, but I think the reason why, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting, but also validating that, that you point out that criticism. Yes. In general right now is, is very, uh, uh, well, uh, poorly received, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a famous YouTube, uh, kind of clinical psychologist slash philosopher um, that uh, that's known for saying that if anything is important to say, it will be offensive, right? No matter what. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of like what your, what your motivations are. But I I find it, I find it validating that you say that for musicians because I feel the same way. And I think, I think I've come after so many, uh, so many years really of kind of chew on why this is, is it really has to do with music is such a personal thing and the, and the creation yeah. of it much more so now it, it, not it's, it's more personal than like visual art, right? Where, where visual art, you're taking a pencil or paint or whatever, and you're applying some kind of substance to some kind of medium. Sure. Right. Whereas with music, you are actually producing these sounds with your body. Whether it's strumming a guitar or or particularly vocally, right? Like that's that's the most personal because you're actually utilizing uh, vibrations in your vocal cords to project supposedly musical things. It is something that's uniquely you. I mean, how many people have watched you know The Joy of Painting by Bob Ross and been able to pull off amazing landscapes? Yeah, I mean, or go to go to one of those you know wine and canvas places and do really really good artwork, right? But happy uh, accidents with the key of F sharp. Sure, <laughs> you know sure. it's different G, or G flat, depending on your your instrument. Right. <laughs> um, 
every now and then um josiah prefers to use a capo so he doesn't have to think about uh, oh absolutely you know yeah. it, uh, advanced stuff especially when he's leading and uh, every now and then like something will show up in a flat key i'm like dude Hey, how this works. <laughs> if you got keys, it's a flat. If you got strings, it's a sharp. That's how you do it. Anyways, it's just how it's done. Anyways, um, but yeah, you know, there's something about music, especially vocals, like you hit on. I mean, it, it's it's not just personal, it's uniquely you. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, a case can be made for for you know your unique use of tools. Um, now, whether that be uh, brushes, media, canvas, or whether that be uh, pedals or signal routing or string gauge or pick type or pickup selection or what have you. I mean, all of those cases can be made. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, there aren't too many musicians, at least probably by statistic, that are just rote learners, right? There will always be it's like the thing, uh, you know, John, the, like that YouTube video that went around, that Facebook video of John Mayer playing like an entry level Epiphone through some solid state amp next to a pool. And it's 100% uniquely John Mayer because yeah. the quote tone is in the fingers. Now, the tone is you, right? I, at least in, in that analogy. Yeah. Um, but I think where we run into issues is that that personal level of attachment is much more prevalent uh, with individuals who have primarily been a hobby or a hobbyist musician, right? Where, yes. where they, yes. where they, and that's not to say that like, you know, for guitar, I was never classically trained in guitar, right? Uh, this, this much is pretty, pretty obvious, frankly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, of course it is now my, my instrument of choice, uh, but if if you as as a person haven't received classical musical training, it's more difficult to accept any sort of criticism or critique uh, f- with grace. Because you know, I I was in uh, I, I was I was a classical trained cellist for years, um, Suzuki method all the way on up. Oh, okay. And, uh, <clears throat> And we would be, we would be, uh, you know, uh, sectioned, uh, sectioned off. We'd have to play individual excerpts, you know, record them. We would get scored on them. Our grade for the class, you know, once we got to high school and it was actually a class and not like a ad hoc uh, extracurricular thing, um, would be dependent on your performance of of those parts. I mean, so you were being measured by your capability right and uh sure there'd be things with like application of vibrato and uh you know bow pressure and things like that um but uh i mean there was still obviously room for for personal expression and and things like that um everyone does vibrato differently um but when you're brought up in a uh I don't know what to call it format or environment uh, that is built around healthy criticism for the result of refinement. Then when someone says, Hey, like this, just this past Sunday between services, Lars was back in the, in the green room in the band lounge and was like, Hey, 
you know, that last song, you're really, I mean, he, he called it sliding into the notes. It's scooping is what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're really, you're really scooping. It was like, I know that's partially a style thing, but I can understand how, um, you know, in the part from where I start to where I end up, there's dissonance there. And I understand that. Um, and what it was, it was, it was a conversation about, about technique and how what I'm putting into the microphone and how that's translating into the house. There was nothing attacking about it. It was 100% relating to something that I made a conscious choice, stylistically or otherwise, to do. And Lars was being critical of it, and it didn't hurt. Yeah, and that leads into another really important aspect of all of this is you couldn't hear yourself in the house. Right. 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 And so if you if you're a band that records, then you need to listen to your own material. Yes. We've talked you about need to listen to yourself. game tape. Yeah. And like for instance, if if you record on logic, uh it net it it uh automatically gives you a buffer at the end. Right. Yeah. Like, a, like that blank space yep. and you have to trim it when you bounce the project or else you'll have a bunch of blank space. Mm-hmm. This particular band that was all butthurt about stuff uh, has recordings with four minutes of empty dead space at the end of a track because they bounced the, the, the yeah. project and then didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Like, and you and need, I'm, and I'm sitting you need here. to know what you're doing. And right. I'm sitting here knowing full well that I've done similar things on earlier recordings of this podcast, you know, hundreds of episodes ago, perhaps, but I've done it. Right. And does it hurt? To and I don't that? know because I didn't listen to it. Right. <laughs> I, Kyle, Kyle Daly, we've made that joke three times. Kyle Daly call, has, has called me out directly on a few on a few times like this. And like, Kyle, oh, will, Kyle will call anybody out. He doesn't care. For sure. But the, but the thing is, is that if you care enough this isn't just church music obviously it's just in general if you care enough to deliver a quality call it product right yeah then being able to graciously receive critical feedback is vital to that more important is being able to 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 come out with some some actionable steps from that feedback, not just take it and be like, well, I guess I suck then, but I'm going to do it anyways. Like, no, let's take that feedback, engage in a conversation, really make sure that we're on the same page of what we're talking about. Because when Lars said sliding into notes and I said scooping, that's actually not what it was. It was me dropping down and, and hitting kind of like a third between the the, the root and, and the next note. Um, still a stylistic thing and something that didn't necessarily translate well. Um, to the final mix, uh, but I wouldn't have known what he was getting at. I would have just assumed when he said sliding that I wasn't attacking the pitch straight on. That wasn't right. what he meant at all. He What he meant is that when I'm transitioning to a, a different note, that I often will hit an intermediate note. And I think, and that's, that's for me personally, it serves as kind of a internal reference pitch, but that's besides the point. But it required a conversation, and and it required a hard conversation or a meeting. It it required even in that short conversation, you had to define your terms. Right. It it was less than five minutes, and it was like, oh, okay. 
I don't know if I can, since that's a stylistic choice, I don't know if I can change that right now, but I will absolutely work on that. And being more conscious, the second service was better than the first. And because even though there's some things I couldn't change right then, I was Mm -hmm. able to make at least some adjustments because I understood the concern or the criticism and I thought about ways to address it or make it better or start that process where what we see with a lot of people who are hobbyist musicians or especially vocalists, right. Who may not have had, uh, you know, choral training in high school and that's, or, or, or other college. I mean, that's not super common, right. But maybe they have a great voice talking to them about something that you've heard and like even even something like hey get up closer on the mic so we have more uh you know more proximity effect so we get more low end in your voice like i'm doing now is something that's completely constructive completely actionable but even if it's hey you're not hitting this note but we know you can it do you know how can we support you can we put a reference pitch in the click track um, if it's a cold open song, can we uh, can we work on your in ear mix? Can we take a few minutes out of rehearsal to work on your in ear mix to make sure you're getting the reference pitches that you need? Yeah, you know. But if if you get immediately butt hurt because somebody has quote called you out on something, well, you you can't go anywhere from there. If you're just going to be offended or or hurt, you, you that's where you have that's where you have to stay. Until, know your ability, right? Until know, point. know your limitations, right? And yeah. and this and this comes with experience, right? Like it, when I was when I was in a completely. crappy high school pop punk band, I didn't know my limitations like I do now. Almost oh, crap, I'm so old. Almost twenty years later, yeah. No, I I know. I mean, immediately when you said that, I went back to my crappy high school pop punk band doing Green Day and Alkaline Trio covers. Mm. Uh, yeah I, i'm on a little bit of an alkaline trio kick right oh, now man mm. radio is one of my favorites i still play that line on bass all the time it's so fun <laughs> but, but but we can't get an actual explicit tag on this so we won't yeah, play no. it <laughs> right right um it wasn't until years later i realized what cooking wine was about anyways uh yeah you know it brought me right back then and thinking of my sophomore year we call it the jv show the junior varsity show and I remember I had my PV Rage 158, my Digitech RP50. Yes, and, sir. And my PV Raptor. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Maybe it wasn't a Raptor. It might have been an early Ibanez Geo. But regardless, um, yeah, I remember. And it was it was rough. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the first. I think that was the first time I actually had gear envy over anything. Because there was this other guy. um, who uh, was in a band at the time, Don River, like Down River, but said kind of folksy, um, who had like his dad's original like Fender Mustang. And like, you know, it was, it was uh, Pelham Blue. And uh, I didn't know anything about it at the time, but I'm like, oh, Fender. That's where my love of Fender started, was mm. seeing it. It was like, that is a beautiful guitar. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, and you know, even back then, if someone said, you suck, I'm like, yeah, probably. Uh, what, 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 can we, what can we do to not suck? You know, um, 
you know, wrapping wrapping this up, uh, we had a we had a guy audition for rhythm guitar. One of the, like, we we don't have a lot of people in our guitar queue. It's really just three of us um, as far as like designated guitarist, right? Um, and not not like worship leader uh, who also plays acoustic or something like that. Um, we really have uh, really have three, uh, three and a half. Uh, sometimes we got one that floats between a few different instruments. But anyways, we had someone audition for rhythm guitar the other night. And he does at this point in his life, um, he, he doesn't own an electric guitar or rig anymore. I'm like, well, you know, we can, we can make, make something work too. You know, we have a church owned Gretsch electromatic. We've got church owned mm-hmm. amps. We've been considering getting a, a pod go just to have around, um, or a Westminster effects, Augsburg deluxe amps, <clears throat> right? Geneva amps. Right. We can <laughs> absolutely do that. We will talk about such things. Yeah, we can make that. Uh, yeah. Uh, However, not the point. Um, I uh, uh, I was like, here, just take my guitar, and this is like my. I mean, I'm, I must have been in a really good mood because I handed my my fr- my flipping American <laughs> Ultra um, to someone I barely know. I'm like, here yeah. you go. <laughs> um, and my and we were doing Unstoppable God, so I had like you know that intro part. You know, I dotted eighth delay and reverb and octave and everything on it and i was like okay this is what i play you play whatever you want just start stepping on stuff if it doesn't sound right take some times to get acclimated and you know he knew that he had to navigate and essentially play through all of these effects because it would take him so much time to figure out where everything was and uh, and at the end, he was like, "Yeah, man, it was it was weird playing playing with all that all those wet effects on there, uh, but it was it was still fun." And I was like, "Yeah, it was still fun," and I could hear through that 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 you did great. Um, you just need to you know kind of lock in on your use of dotted eighth delay because let's be honest, that's still kind of where we're at as yep. uh, as as church musicians. And he was like, "Oh yeah, totally, totally." But um, and that was it. That was yeah. it. It was a yeah. friend. It was a friendly conversation. It, and, <laughs> It uh, it re- <laughs> reminds me of this this online comic. Uh, you know, it, it's it's like a recaptionable thing, and it's it's like some dog. It's like, does your dog bite? Oh no, but he can hurt you in other ways. And then yeah, the, yeah. then it's the frame switches to the dog, and it's like your drive tone is trash. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, yeah. We just need to be able. To in in the spirit of uh, in the spirit of the recipients of Paul's letters, receive criticism, critique, and guidance with grace, and come with an actionable result after that. Yes, good stuff. Let's move on to the Inquisition. Let's do it. All right, and this is the Inquisition where you contribute to the show via weekly post in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge. And as is tradition, we start with Brian Morrison. Oh, boy. He says, Baptist Humor 2.0, which is a Facebook meme page, went on a really weird vasectomy meme binge about two weeks ago. Is it sinful to get a vasectomy or a hysterectomy? Let's just answer this one quickly and move on. No. No, uh, there's no direct biblical command against it. 
Right. I guess it, it would depend on your reasoning, of course. There is such a thing as sinful reasoning. That's true. If, That's if true. Your, if your reasoning is so you can run around with no consequences at all. Right. But if your reasoning that would be a sin. The reasoning, if you, if but if your reasoning is you want to be uh, responsible in your vocation of father or mother, then uh, then yes, uh, well, let's call it the uh, the regulative principle uh, or the normative principle of uh, reproductive health, and move right along. <laughs> All right, Austin Dobbs asks, sitting down to preach is it appropriate? Have you covered this already? Oh yeah, we had that video. The guy, sh- the guy showed his. Uh, that's fine. Like it, I, it's another, it's another thing. Like it's like within, you know, Lutherans being typically more normative, uh, in the more reformed Indeed. strains, it's more regulative. Uh, but that is something that is in both camps, totally a Liberty thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bradley actually sat down to preach a sermon this week. Um, I don't know why, but I don't care. Yeah, uh, I think I think I would prefer uh, a standing preacher. There's more power in the voice that way. You can move sure. around, have a little more stage presence and stuff like that. Uh, but Jesus sat down to preach because right. that was the custom of the of the tabernacle, right. or not the tabernacle, the, uh, the synagogue. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. I I really can't even think of of a way unless we really stretch it where that would even where, like where we can even make the case that it's a bad thing like you're lazy I'm like are you though like you wrote a sermon and you're delivering it to the people of god are you lazy like really right i mean i don't know i think david david platt sits down to preach all the time you know uh current criticisms aside well really i have several criticisms of platt but he's he's perfectly orthodox i've benefited from listening to him some uh and he usually sits down yeah i mean so he's not lazy no (laughs) i mean our sermon this past week was was pre-recorded uh but that's only because uh our uh, our campus pastor has just uh um is, is in the process or rather later on down the road of recovering from uh pneumonia complicated covid uh, so he didn't, he didn't know if he would have the, uh, the energy, uh, to preach a 25 minute, 30 minute sermon back to back. And so we pre-recorded it and he was there to, you know, to run the service regardless and, and nobody batted an eye. Interesting. But, Interesting. I don't, I don't, I, le- I legitimately don't know how I feel about that because I'm not a fan of the, of the multi-campus thing. Right. But he was there. Yeah. He so was, that's another layer, you know, it's. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is this is interesting, but it's not like something that we're going to do all the time. You know, it was a special right. circumstance. So I think that that's where like the video stuff uh, kind of fits. Um, I you know I think the multi the multi campus uh, like the remote live streamed in sort of thing like uh, like Village Church does. You know, down in Texas with uh, with a mm-hmm. lot of their a lot of their plants that haven't transitioned out of the Village Church uh, kind of circuit. Um, you know, they, they pipe in the main campus, right? Um, which which I do, which I do disagree with, yeah, but because at that, yeah. at, at that point, you're going to, you're, you're really, you're going to church for a pastor at that right. point. Like, exactly. You can't, find, you can't, I mean, even if the pastor writes something, you can't like find an elder to present it. Anyways. Yep. Um, let's, uh, let's Edlin, do what <laughs> let's do Don't a worry about couple it. more. Yeah. Let's do one more. I got to pee. Uh, 
One more then. So everybody knows. Uh, Brad Speed asks, how can churches like Bethel effectively pray the your kingdom come part of the Lord's prayer while essentially ignoring the your will be done part? Which I mean, how can they how can they read scripture without ignoring most of it? Like I, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's just what they do, and this is this is the failure of word of faith theology. Is God is incapable of doing His will unless He has a willing human participant. Yeah, that that is what they teach, and and goodness, there I could I have gone off on Bethel many times in the past, but that's what word of faith theology is. It hamstrings God. It ties mm-hmm. God's hands until people come along to unbind His hands. Yeah, I mean. It essentially props up God is needing an uh, needing an operator. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bless their hearts. They I need mean, to repent. That, that's the thing. It's like how, like, it's a strange question. Like how how can they how can they pray it? I mean, they just mis they misunderstand it. That's how. I mean, that's how they can pray right. it. I mean, like, the, just just like so many churches misinterpret scripture. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. Yeah. They don't well, done do it right. Bless their hearts. Mm. Of course. Well, let's leave it there. I yeah. have to make use of the facilities. In that case, thank you all. For and we're out of time things. anyway. Yeah. Make sure you like, comment, uh, subscribe, uh, support the show on anchor.fm. Share it on the socials. Uh, we would be forever grateful. Interact with uh, with us and the rest of the Doxology Podcast community at the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. Uh, for Cody, I'm John. We'll see you next week.